Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Limitless Podcast. The purpose of these podcasts are to help you to find your identity in Christ. Realize that you can accomplish anything you set out to do to reach your generation with the good news of Jesus Christ and to show people that you can live pure, fearless, and a life full of freedom. Here is your host, Elliot Turner. Hey everybody, what is going on? I hope y'all have had an amazing week. I definitely have. Um, If you know, you know. It's been awesome, um, but yeah, uh, today I'm super excited to be talking to you guys about this message that the Lord gave me. Um, I've actually had it for a while now, and I believe I actually said a couple months ago that I was going to do a podcast on it because uh, I I love this message, man, but um, obviously I don't think I ever did because the one I did last week was the first one I've done in a while. So, um, today we're going to be talking about marks of a remnant and, uh, what it means to be a remnant of God. And, um, today we're going to start in John chapter 15 and verse 16. And, um, the Bible says in John chapter 15 and verse 16, that you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You know, sometimes I get people that ask me, you know, you know, as you're, as you're traveling, like, how do you know that God chose you? You know, how do I know that I have a call of God on my life? How do I know that God didn't just, you know, great for you, man. God set you free and did all these things for you. But how do I know that he, that he would choose me? And, you know, it's not about, it's not about God looking at someone and saying, well, you're qualified, and then looking at someone else and saying, well, you're not qualified. Because the bottom line is, without the blood of Jesus, there's not one person on this earth that is qualified or that has ever been qualified or that will ever be qualified. It is only through the blood of Jesus which qualifies you. And what that tells me is when Jesus died on that cross over 2,000 years ago, the blood that was shed That blood doesn't just wash over certain people. He didn't just die on the cross for certain people. He died for everyone. He took every sickness. He took every disease. And he took every infirmity on that cross. Whether it's depression, anxiety, whether it's lust, whether it's anger, whether you have what someone has cancer, it doesn't matter what it is. He took it on that cross. And so... How, just how he took everything on that cross, he died for you. And so when the Bible says, behold, I didn't, you didn't choose me, I chose you. So, and then also the Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. So what does that mean? What does that look like? It, it, am I chosen? Yes. If you're asking yourself that, yes, you are chosen. You are called. And by the blood of Jesus, you have been qualified to run the race. You have been qualified to do exactly what God has called you to do. He has given you the grace. Whether or not you feel that, maybe it's time to start tapping into that grace. Because trust me, there's a grace for every race. So, and I'm not talking about your race in the natural. I'm talking about your race in the spirit, guys. So don't think I'm up here talking about 
you know, what lives matter and what don't. So, um, all lives matter. And, um, anyways, so you are chosen. No, no one, no one is, uh, more likely to be chosen. Every single person has a call of God on their life. And it's up to you whether or not you fulfill that call. It's up to you whether or not you would be, you're going to be chosen because God already chose you. God already called you before you were even born. He knew you when you when he formed you in his in your mother's womb. So he already had plans for you. The Bible even says that. I know the plans I have for you. So um, literally, you are chosen. <laughs> I feel like feel like I just sounded like a motivational speaker just there. Jeez. Um, but no, you got, you guys are chosen for such a time as no, but no, for real though, you guys really are chosen and everybody has a call of God on their lives. And then you see people and then you look at people in the, uh, secular realm, secular music industry, film industry, people that are influencers, influencers in the sexual realm, what in the worldly realm, why? Because they have an anointing on their life, but because they're using it for evil, obviously it's used for the devil and people are attracted to that because God has anointed them. You look at someone like Beyonce, where did they start? Where did she start off in the church? She has an amazing anointed voice, but she uses it for the devil. People, it's up to you whether or not you do what God called you to do. It's up to you whether or not you're going to lay down your life and pick up your cross. I remember in 2017 when I, I was literally dying at my friend's house. I called my mom twice. I called my youth pastor twice. I called uh, my brother twice. I called my friends. I literally was crying out for help. No one answered. And I called out to God. I said, God, please save me. I was literally dying. My Someone laced my... I used to smoke weed a lot before I got saved and someone laced my weed and I, I, there was literally demons everywhere around me and I literally was dying in my friend's house and I cried out to God. I said, God, if you save me, I'll give this up. And I remember I cried out to God three different times. And on the third time, it's a long story, but, um, I, I came back to myself and it, uh, it was like, I snapped out of, um, what was happening, I came back to myself and I heard the Lord say, I've given you a second chance. Now pick up your cross and follow me. So what does that show me? I could have picked up my cross, which I did obviously, or I could have been like, okay, thank you God for saving me and went right back into what the devil had for me. I could have went right back into what I was doing. And then I, I, I really honestly believe I wouldn't be here today if I did that. I feel like if I ever did drugs again, I would have died um, just because of the encounter I had. Um, a lot of y'all know what happened. Um, I'm not going to share that tonight, today, but it was it was pretty it was pretty crazy and um, definitely never want that to happen again. So, um, but yeah, God literally saved me and He told me pick up your cross and follow me. So I had to make a decision. You have to make a decision, and once you make a decision on obeying the call of God and what he has told you to do. He anoints you to get the very task done, that very call that he's uh, called you to do. So 
I remember I got in contact with my youth pastor. Uh, he told me there was a spot open at the summer camp. I went there. I, I, the very first night, I was so hungry for a touch of God. The power of God hit me. The love of God hit me. The fire of God hit me. It was like all at once. It wasn't like separated. It was just everything at once just hit me. And my life was forever changed. I started Bible school at the River University four, four days after that summer camp. And I was going to go to U- the University of South Florida to go play soccer. But God, something happens when God touches your life. One touch from the Father and everything changes. But it's up to you whether or not you're going to say, God, your will be done in my life. No longer my will. No longer what I want. No longer my, my, uh, my dreams, but the dreams that you've given me, but, but what you've called me to do. And as, as soon as you lay your life down on that altar, your life will change forever. But it's very important. I wasn't even going to talk on that, but it's very important. Never, ever, ever get off that altar. The moment you get off that altar, you're, you're in trouble. You can never get off that altar. Stay daily, daily die, daily dying to yourself, daily dying to your flesh, daily. God, what is it that you want me to do today? What is it that you have called for me? Because a lot of people think it's like just blue skies and butterflies, which it honestly, the Christian life is, it's, it's really not, it's not hard in the fact of, man, this just stinks. This is terrible. I miss my old life. Heck no. Someone that's truly encountered the love of God, they do not miss their old life. I I could line people up in a row for years and they say they don't miss their old life. Once you become a new creation, you, there's no, you don't want to go back to the old life. But the thing is, is there still is, there still is challenges, you know? And so you have to, you have to daily die, you know, like there's just to be honest, you know, I woke up today and, um, uh, and I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to do a podcast, but guess what? It's not, it's not about me. It's, you know, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, you know? So you start doing, you live your life for other people. Jesus laid down his life for us. So we must lay down our lives for others. So, um, Man, I'm excited to be talking about this today. Um, A remnant is chosen and selected by God by his grace. So a remnant is chosen and selected by God by his grace. Go with me to Romans 11 and verse 5. The Bible says it is the same today for a few people of Israel have remained have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. So it's by his grace, his kindness. A remnant is chosen by God, by his grace. Hallelujah. A remnant people is a very peculiar people. Peculiar people don't fit in. Anyone ever notice that one kid in high school? I wasn't that nice in high school. I was a nice kid, but in in my heart, but I I acted like I was a mean kid and wanted j- just to have friends, so I acted like a mean kid. I wasn't like shoving kids in lockers and stuff, but I I would definitely not mind going out of my way to make someone feel bad. So, 
peculiar people don't fit in. You ever had that one kid in high school, man, that just was like, what is wrong with you? And, um, you know, I'd, honestly, there's some people I know today that I'm like, what in the world? I love them, but I'm like, what in the world <laughs> goes through your mind? And they just they just don't fit in. It, it's like, obviously, we like they're loved and, you know, yeah, let's be friends and stuff. But the, the bottom line is they're, they're just weird. There's just some weird people out there. And that's the bottom line, whether how spiritual you get. Um, and you're like, man, don't call people weird. They're, they're, the bottom line is there's just weird people out there. And um, it's okay. You know, God still loves them. <laughs> God, God has an amazing plan for them. God has anointed them. God's appointed them. They're called to shake nations. I mean, it, it is no difference between us. They're just, they just don't fit in. But we were not made to fit in or blend in with this world. We were not made to blend in with this world. You know, something that I looked at when I was younger is looking at a Christian, looking at myself, and looking at my worldly friends. Okay, so I look at this person and I look at my worldly friends. There, is there any difference? And a lot of times when I was growing up, I didn't see any difference between a Christian and a and one of my friends that were totally living in the world. And that's how I lived for a, uh, for a long, for a long time, you know, until I was until 2017, when God totally came and touched my life and set me free. You know, I lived that two faced life. I knew how to act in church and I knew how to act in the world. And then there was one point in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to fully go into the world because this is, this is better. What, that's what I thought. You know, this is just better than living a two-faced life all the time. But the moment, obviously, I, I jumped in and I encountered the love of God, man, encountering the love of a father, which I didn't have a father here on earth. I didn't have the love of a father here on earth. When I encountered the love of a father that loves me so much, it changed my life. It completely changed me. So I don't blend in with this world anymore. People look at me and they see something different. It's not anything about me, but he that lives in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. When people look at me, they see Jesus. When people look at you, do they see Jesus? When people hear you talk, do they hear Jesus? You know, me personally, I don't like having conversations with people if we're not talking about Jesus in the first five minutes. Because why would I not want to talk about my best friend? My best friend here in the natural I, and a lot of y'all probably know who it is, but I, I talk about that person all the time. I'm thinking about that person all the time. How much more Jesus, how much more do I want to talk about him? How much more do I think about him? How much more? Because he came and he changed my life. He brought that person into my life. He set me free. He picked me up out of the miry clay and he set my feet on a solid rock to stand. He totally changed my life. And how am I going to be ashamed to tell others? How am I going to be quiet? How am I going to still blend in with this world when he totally ripped me out of it? When he totally gave me the answer, the cure to cancer. When he gave me the cure to anxiety, to depression, to anger, to lust, to all these different things. How am I going to fit in with this world still? 
You're not called to. In fact, if you go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, the Bible says you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In verse 15, the Bible says that no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand, hallelujah, where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. A remnant is a different breed. A remnant does not blend in. So number one, if you guys want to write this down, I'm just now getting number one. That was a little intro. (laughs) Uh, Number one, a remnant lives in the blessing of God. These are marks of a remnant that you'll see, man, that man, that woman is a remnant. So number one, a remnant lives in the blessing of God. Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12 and verse, um, verse one through three. We'll go there. Genesis chapter 12. I wish I had enough book bookmarkers because, uh, it's always fun turning to it. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. I will curse those who curse you. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. What does that show me? It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you come from. I was talking on this last week. It's biblical. It's actually, it's actually not, it's actually biblical for people to start small. It's actually biblical for that. But what's not biblical is for you to finish small. There's nowhere in the Bible you can show me that where someone started off small and when they fully surrendered their life to God and did what the Lord told them to do, they finished small. Every single time, every single time you surrender your life to God, every single time you put your finances, you put your life, you put everything in to the kingdom of God, it, he will overwhelm you with blessings. The Bible says in Malachi 3.10, try me and put me to the test and see that I won't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you'll have no room enough to contain it. The only problem, you know, we hear this all the time. The only, well, I hear this all the time. The only problem that I'll ever have my whole entire life is trying to find places to store up what God's going to pour out in my life. And I talked on this last week, but you know, and I've seen that. You know, even in this first year of me starting uh, the ministry that God has given me, you know, I've seen God, guys, overwhelm me with blessings in my, in my personal life and in the ministry. It's been absolutely amazing. And, you know, it just reminds me of David saying that, you know, I was once young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. So, when you're living righteous, Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be added unto you. When you seek the kingdom of God and you seek his righteousness, when you're living righteous, it is impossible for you to ever lack. It's impossible for you to ever fail. So you don't go chasing blessings down, but blessings chase you down all the days of your life. And you know, how amazing is that, that God wants to raise you up to be the standard. No matter what your background is, no matter if you come from a broke home, a rich home, a middle class home, uh, whatever you come from, God wants to raise you up so that you can be a blessing. God wants to bless you so that you can bless others. And, um, you know, people, people are like, well, I'm believing God for rent. I'm believing this. You know, like I said, it's biblical to start small. But if three down, years down the road, you're still believing God for um, Chick-fil-A. You know, there's a problem. There is a problem, guys. And because there, that is not biblical whatsoever. God wants to overwhelm you with his blessings. Malachi 3.10 says, try me and put me to the test. And see that I, if I won't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you will have no room enough to contain it. You, will, you don't have room to contain what God wants to pour out on your life. But that comes from doing what God has called you to do. That comes from sowing and reaping. That comes from seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things being added unto you. So as you're doing what God has called you to do, you will never lack. It is impossible for you to ever lack. Amen. So when you are a remnant, you will walk and live in the blessing blessings of God all the days of your life. And it only will get better and better and better and better. You go from glory to glory. Our God, our Father is in, is in the business of taking us from glory to glory, from strength to strength, and from victory to victory. There is nothing about there is nothing victorious about believing God for a Subway sandwich three years ago and believing him for a Subway sandwich three years later. Now, there is something victorious about believing him for three years later, and now you buying 100 sandwiches and feeding other people. Now, that's victor- now that sounds victorious to me. That sounds like you're serving a God that takes you from glory to glory. Don't get in this mentality of, well, I just need him to provide for me. No, God, bless me so I can be a blessing to others. And watch what God will do for you telling you this has been the best year of my life and i know next year is well actually this year isn't even over so i still got six more months six or seven more months and i know oh man i i there's some big just get ready just get ready um but i know next year will even be better because he always takes us from glory to glory but number two a remnant is branded by holiness a remnant is branded by holiness. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. The Bible says, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Guys, it is not all about grace. Yes, it is about grace. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. So yes, it was the grace of God that saved us. It was the blood of Jesus that saved us. But it was by his grace that we're saved. I, I get that. But his grace does not enable us t- 
to sin and just live a life full of sin. In fact, grace enables you to live holy. Grace enables me to live holy. You know what holiness is? Holiness is grace manifested. Holiness is grace manifested. And I, I want to talk to, uh, re- I mean, everyone, obviously this is for everyone, but, but young people, I want to show you it's so important. Guys, it's so important to live a life feel, full of purity and a holy life. And take it from me, you know, I, I, I messed up. I lived a life full of sin, you know, and I, I make it sound like I'm like 50 years old, but I'm only 22 years old. But my whole teenage years, I lived a life full of sin, full of messing around doing all these different things. But the moment I encountered the love of a father, I realized that I don't have to look. I don't have to look for all this fake love. I don't have to look for all this stupid stuff in other people, but I could have it in my heavenly father. As soon as I encountered the love of a father, it changed everything. And now I've been, I've been free for almost five years now. God has totally changed my life. And I want to tell you, young person, it is possible. How is it possible? By the grace of God. The grace of God that enables you to live pure and a holy life. Seriously. I'm telling you, young person. I'm telling you, teenager. I'm telling you, maybe you're in your 20s or even your 30s. Or maybe you're 70 years old and you still struggle with stuff. I'm telling you, God can set you free. And he can enable you to live a life full of purity and holiness. And if you're that old, the remainder of your days. Because you're getting stronger. Amen. But God has called you to live a holy life. Number three, a remnant is full of faith. And I I usually don't like going along with these podcasts, so I'm going to kind of speed it up. But a remnant is full of faith. Go with me to uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6, the Bible says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We must be full of faith. God is, in fact, looking for people that will take him at his word and put it to the test. The Lord spoke to me that that to me in my second year of Bible school. He said, I'm raising up a generation that's addicted to my presence. And he said, I'm raising up a generation that will believe my word, every part of my word, and put it to the test. So we have to believe if God says he's a provider, then I know he's Jehovah Jireh. If I know he will provide for me. If he says my healer, I know he's Jehovah Rapha. I know he is my healer. If he's my savior, I know he's my savior. I believe because I come to him and what? I believe that you are. You are who you say you are. You're the great I am. He, I am healing. I am your savior. I am freedom. I am deliverance. I am. He is everything. Everything. And But the Bible says right there, you must believe that he is. That he is who he says he is. And that he rewards those that diligently seek him. So a remnant must be full 
of faith, full of great faith. And you know, I'm not, God has uh, measured, measured everyone. What am I looking for? There's a Bible verse. He is, he is, oh my goodness, man, Bible school student over here, guys. Um, he has dealt everyone a measure of faith. I don't know. I, you guys know what I'm thinking of. If you don't know, I'm sorry, guys. I literally, and I can't even think of the BCV either. Um, but he's given everybody a, a, a measure of faith. He has given every single person, person a measure of faith. And um, so it's not, man, I have great faith. No, faith the size of a mustard seed. And you can tell a mountain to move and that shall be moved. You can, t- you can speak to a mountain and tell it to move and it will move. So what mountain is in your life? Do you ha- What mountain is it? Speak to it. Stop praying, God, would you remove it? No, he's given you authority. He has given you the authority to speak to that thing, to be cast into the sea. Hallelujah. Number four, a remnant has a great hunger for God. A remnant has a great hunger for God. Matthew chapter 5. Go with me to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The NLT says they shall be satisfied. When you... When you hunger and thirst after God, he will always, he will always come and fill you. He will always come and touch you. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. I remember I, I, I spoke that to the Lord. I, I actually brought his word up in remembrance to him. I said, God, if you said if I draw near to you, you'll draw near to me. I said, God, I need you to touch me. And she's... Did he touch me? He he set me free, guys, and he set me ablaze. But a remnant, a remnant is hungry to see their city shaken. If you don't have a hungry a hunger to see your city shaken, guys, you're not going to go to the nations of the earth. You can't say, God, I want to go to that nation, but let me just let me just chill while I'm here and not tell anybody about Jesus here. Let me just get ready for there. No, you are called to occupy. Right now, you are called to occupy where God has called you right now. If you live in Tampa, you're called to see Tampa shaken by the fire of God. If you live in Orlando, if you live in uh, Branson, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, if you live wherever you live, you are called to occupy. You are called to see your city shaken by the hand of God. That's why I went back to Missouri last year and uh, put up a tent and did a week of tent meetings because that's where I'm from. That's where I lived most of my life. And I, I felt like I need to see this city where I, w- where I grew up in, where I was involved with the wrong crowd, where I was partying, doing the wrong things. That's where I need to go and see that city shaken by the hand of God. And we did. Guys, it was, ap- it was absolutely amazing. And I'm going to go back again this year because I feel like God really I, – I, God gave me a vision about – uh, how Missouri is going to be shaken by the hand of God. But 
I'm excited for it. And, you know, you have to get hungry and ask God, God, give me a hunger. Give me a passion to see my city, to see my family shaken. You're not going to shake other families if you can't see your own family shaken. Just saying. Just saying. So be faithful now where God has called you. And then he'll make you ruler over much. Then you'll go see the nations shaken out there. A remnant is not interested in what the world has to offer them, but are hungry to see the will of the Father be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we, we, we read that in the Bible. Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Guys, there's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. There's no pain in heaven. So when people come in contact with us, if we're so full of heaven, then people need to be set free when they come in contact with us. Because I'm so, I'm a carrier of heaven. I'm a carrier of Jesus Christ. He lives in me. So when you open your mouth, people should hear him. When you, when people come in contact with you, they should feel him. They should see him when they look at you. They should hear him when you open your mouth. Number five, a remnant, I might, and I might end with this. Number five, a remnant is a supernatural breed. Jesus walked in the supernatural. Jesus walked in the supernatural. If you go with me to uh, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, the Bible says that Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Guys, we're living in a time now where we're going to see miracles happen instantly. I think I was just talking about that earlier. Pretty sure I was. But I know I talked about it last week. But we're going to see miracle signs and wonders instantly before the Lord comes. I, I, I totally believe it. And I, and I believe it in my personal life. Every, every person I come in contact with because Jesus is going to be shining through my life. Because I'm so consumed by the presence of God that when people come in contact with me, They'll be healed. You just look at Peter. The shadow, the shadow of Peter. When it came on people, they were healed instantly. Guys, we have to live our lives. Not, we're not called to live mediocre lives, guys. We're not called to just fly, you know, just float by in life. Guys, we're called to occupy. We're called to live a supernatural life, just like Jesus. Jesus said, and these works and greater shall you even do. Guys, and the Bible even says that the miracles that Jesus is, if all the books in the world wrote about the miracles that Jesus did, not even all the books in the world could contain. Could, not even all the books in the world could contain the miracles of Jesus. Guys, we have to step into the supernatural because the bottom line is, is people are so hungry for the supernatural and that's why they go to these card readers. That's why they uh, get into witchcraft. That's why they get into black magic. That's why they get it, go to the, the card uh, palm readers, all these different things. 
because they're hungry for something that's real because they know there's something out there. They just don't know what it is. But guess what? You know, you have the answer. You have Jesus Christ. You have the one that could set them free. You have the one that could empower them. You have the one that could change their life. Hallelujah. There, I, I'm going to close with this. There was this person when I was, at the, uh, when I was in the meetings in Missouri. There's a heroin addict. She came to the meetings, and I, I mean, it didn't take a rocket scientist. You know when people are on those kind of drugs. And um, she had needle marks in her arms. She looked v- n- not so well. I gave an altar call. She answered the altar call. And I came up to her, I prayed for her. I said, every chain, you know, every bondage, every chain is broken off your life. And all these different things. Ended the meeting. She came back the next night. Looked like a completely different person. Came every night for the rest of those meetings. And on the last night, I prayed for her. And she started screaming and she said, I'm going to go back to, the, to, the, to those houses. And I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm going to tell them about Jesus and how he set me free. How he set me free from a heroin, from a drug addiction. And I'm going to tell them about how he can do the same for them. Guys, that's what it's about. It's about lighting fires in other people. It's about being a light so that other people can see that there's hope. There actually is a God in heaven that loves me. I actually do have a heavenly father that loves me so much. I was created for something more than just living this mediocre life, this, this cruddy life. I actually have purpose. And that's what you're called to do. Wherever you are in your workplace, in a village, in a little town, in a big city, wherever you find yourself in, you are called to make great impact. And you are chosen and you're anointed and appointed for such a time as this. So I'm going to end with a prayer and then uh, I'll be on next week. And I love you guys so much. But God, I thank you for every person that tuned in tonight, today. Lord, or whenever they listen to it. God, I thank you that you'd bless them. God, I thank you that you would overflow them with your blessing, just like you've done in my life this year. And this year isn't just halfway done. So Lord, I thank you that you would overflow them, overflow their families. God, touch them. And God, I thank you that you would light a fire inside each person that's listening to this podcast in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I thank you you'd raise them up, God, to have great impact in their region, in their city, in their town, wherever they are, in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for it now. And everyone said, amen. I love you guys so much. Uh, I will see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Limitless Podcast. We pray that this encouraged you and we encourage you as Jesus commanded us in Mark 16 to go out and share with others the good news that Jesus is alive. Be sure to like and share the podcast so that others can be impacted by the word of God. And we'll see you next time.